Welcome to the Discover Universal podcast. Keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle. And watch your step on the moving walkway because we're taking you park to park to prepare you for your next visit. Let's Discover Universal. What's up, everybody? I'm David and Boo! And I'm Carrie. <laughs> Trick or treat. I would like a treat, please. Yeah, well, our visual <laughs> merchandise team has a lot of tricks. And treats. Yes, up their sleeves for Halloween Horror Nights 2023 Tribute Store. Today we are meeting with Rob Cometti, Director of Visual Merchandise, and Greg Duffy, Visual Merchandise Project Supervisor, who are the creative minds behind the Tribute Store this year. So let's get into it. Boo! You got me that time. <laughs> Now, Carrie. Yes. We have talked at length on this podcast about the many times. Store. Oh, yes, yes, it about is, that too. It is. <laughs> we've talked to each other many at times. length. <laughs> yes. But the tribute store. The tribute store is one of our our very favorite things. Agreed. Um, our very favorite things for Halloween Horror Nights. But it's. I mean, it's all year too. It's all the different events. But today's episode, we're focusing on this year's Halloween Horror Nights tribute store. Yes, twenty twenty three. But in case uh, our guests are maybe just visiting for the first time, uh, what is? What is the tribute store? How would we describe the tribute store? Well, first and foremost, it's a store. Yes, that's you can the name. buy uh, really great merchandise. I love that the merchandise is ever evolving, mm-hmm. not only in design and concept and theme, but in volume and uh, in different offerings. Yes. So that's really cool. Uniqueness. And, yes, and. The tribute element of the tribute store comes to a specific event. So in the past, we have had tribute stores for Halloween Horror Nights. We have had it for Universal Mardi Gras Celebration. We have had it for holidays at Universal. So there's a, a plethora of different tributes of events that they are tributing yeah. in the store. And just the summer. That's oh, and yes. that's the fourth one. Oh my gosh, I forgot. <laughs> we almost have a year-round tribute store schedule now. We do. Which makes me very happy. I do. And and my favorite part of it, uh, as we've talked about, is the storytelling aspect. Oh, so, yes. So we we love our merchandise locations all over the park, but this always becomes something special where this is an immersive walk-through retail experience. You are going into the world of whether it's a, a movie, whether it's you know an event like Mardi Gras or Halloween, um, where you're in the world of, of the theme that they've created. And so what's very cool about today uh, is we get to talk to the team that creates and comes up with this world and goes into designing and, and bringing it to life. So it's we always a, a fun conversation. Our whole team dedicated to it, the visual merchandise team. Uh, we have two very esteemed creative minds joining us today. Rob Cometti, the director of visual merchandise, and Greg Duffy, a project supervisor for the visual merchandise team. Uh, we are very excited to welcome them in studio and pick their brains about what we can expect for the Halloween Horror Nights tribute store this year. We're not literally picking their brains, right? Not that I know of. That's a very Halloween thing to do. That seems a very zombie creature (laughs) thing to do. Uh, I will not be doing that. I will be uh, just talking to them. Okay. Okay. Welcome, everybody. We are joined in the studio with Rob and Greg from our visual merchandising team. We are so excited to have you back. We are talking Halloween Horror Nights Tribute Store 2023. We know nothing. Carrie and I. Not a thing. We're As coming usual. in. We're coming in completely unaware, yes. and so I'm very excited uh, to to hear about what you guys have in store. Well, that's very good. <laughs> I didn't plan that. Wow, David. Yeah. I think this is really, you know, this is the best way to go into it. You guys are coming in very cold. Yes. I have no idea what we're going to do. Freezing cold. Uh, before before we <laughs> jump into this year's theme, um, wanted to give you just a quick history on how we got to this because this year is very unique for yeah. us. And we've been kind of following a design process over the last couple of years. 
that most guests probably won't even realize we were doing, but there's a uh, there's a reason behind it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Has, has this been years in the making and we don't know it? Well, a couple. And it's <laughs> it's somewhat on the creative side of, of how we wanted to approach it. And then also operationally from a business standpoint, yeah. we had to, as the event changed, we had to change as well. Sure. So as I tell you about this, you'll go back and say, oh, okay, I see why it changed now and, and mm-hmm. why it morphed into what it is. So um, years ago when we first started the Tribute Store, um, the event would have uh, specific IPs that we would... Um, the event was themed around. So whether it was a movie or something, original content, and we would base each room in the tribute store around that. So if we had a hit movie, we would think, okay, here's room one is going to be this movie and room two is going to be this movie. And that worked out great. And that was a lot of fun because some of these movies were our favorite movies. Absolutely. And to do a whole room themed around this and to really immerse yourselves into really the deep cuts of that story. Oh yeah. And um, a lot of, a lot of the times, you know, a casual guest may not pick up on some of that, but the diehard fans were like, oh, I remember that prop from the movie. I can't believe they put that pamphlet in there. So that was a lot of fun. And we love doing that. What started to happen, though, is the event got bigger and bigger. And we started to get more brands and more blockbusters as part of this event. And in turn with that, the merchandise assortment also got larger. Yeah, And it got to the point where, obviously, we're tribute stores in a box. We only have so many square footage to use in so many rooms, we had to start to think about, okay, we can't possibly do these all in in these little quadrants. So, for instance, we have four rooms. We can't just pick four of these great movies or, or icons or whatever it is. So we had to evolve on how we were designing. So about three years ago, we did a, uh, it was kind of an inside storyline. It was a Victorian manor we did out there. Mm-hmm. Right. And it wasn't tied to anything with the event at all. It was our own little story. And we had little notes from the person who lived in there. And so we kind of created this whole story ourselves. Um, One, it was fun to do. Um, And I think the diehard fans picked up on all the little notes and they kind of, you know, solved the riddle that was going on in there. But also it allowed us flexibility from a merchandise standpoint. So I think we had Universal Monsters that year. And so we were able to put Universal Monsters really in any room because it was a Victorian manner. We weren't tied to one specific theme, which provided us with the ultimate flexibility of we can do whatever we want in this store. And it worked out very well for us. I love and doing whatever I want. <laughs> That's my favorite thing. <laughs> we don't get to do it very often, do we? No, we don't. <laughs> so that, that first year with a Victorian manner worked out great. And, um, you know, as, as things sell down, we were able to move merchandise around. We didn't have to worry about, oh, we've got this particular merchandise in this themed room and it looks weird, we were able to do anything anywhere. So that led into last year where we did the um, kind of the dark ride carnival. Mm. And again, um, the carnival attraction, again, we kept it its own storyline and we were able to do whatever we wanted with the merchandise. And the assortment got bigger. um, There was more merchandise to buy and we could, we could put it anywhere. So that brings us to this year and I've got uh, Greg Duffy with us today. Um, he was our uh, lead designer, and he's going to be supervising um, from start to finish, from build to tear down, and everything in between. Right. Um, you know, he he drew the shortest straw on this one. So, um, sorry, but, Greg. But we challenged him with coming up with an original storyline that tied back um, to the period that we were dealing with in that area. Um, you know what our partners in entertainment are doing. And to come up with this very unique story that we think 
like I said, casual guests are going to be like, wow, this is really cool. But the diehards, if they invest a little more and take some time, there's going to be a lot of content in there that they can pick out on. So um, I'm going to stop talking. (laughs) I'm going to let Greg kind of take you through the design. He's not going to give away everything, but he's just going to kind of do the high points. Okay. Give you guys a good taste. I'm really excited. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so I had Rob was saying, you know, we like, we love telling stories. And it's a really unique space and opportunity to tell stories in. So this year, we kind of decided to tell a couple stories throughout it. And we're doing kind of a throwback to the classic horror comic books of the 60s and 70s. Wow. Um, Kind of tying, playing a little bit off of some time period stuff going on in that area. And um, so we're going to take you through an anthology. You're going to be entering into an old comic book store. And you're going to come face-to-face with some cool advertisements for this new horror comic. And then you're going to be transported inside that comic. And as you move through the tribute store this year through each room, each room will be its own self-contained story within the comic book. So this not only allows us to tell a couple stories throughout the thing, four stories within the comic, and then the story kind of of your journey through the book itself, but it gets us to play with art styles, too. A lot of the classic comics had a different artist that did each story. Sure. So even within the comic book, your style of not just storytelling, but the visual look of it will change as you go through. And the same thing will happen with the store. As you enter into the first room, you'll be in this very classic old gothic tale in a graveyard, and it looks very much like you're inside a living comic book. And then you move on to the next room, and the color palette will all change. The color might leave entirely. Then you'll go into the next room and the next, and as you do, you'll progress not just storyline wise, but artistically. And you'll see some characters that have shown up in the past from HHN and from some tribute stores and whatnot. Uh, we have a new character we're going to be rolling out for this. It's kind of our host for the comic book. Um, he's a, a character. Um, he's known as the curator, and he's okay. kind of our storyteller through this thing. Is he kind of introduces? He's the beginning and end of each story. He's there greeting you into the room. And he kind of sets up the storyline. Whoa. <laughs> Rob is showing us a picture. He's very creepy. Yes. And um, so, yeah, so he'll kind of set the, begin to spin the tail for that room. And then as you progress through the room, you'll get a storyline that not just is told visually, but also through a story. We've actually written a complete comic book story that you're going to be going through. This is so the first tribute story we've done that's actually had a full written script. And so as you move through, there'll Man. be actual comic book panels mixed in with three-dimensional sets that bring you through the story as you move through the store with the obvious classic twist ending to each one. And then he'll be there at the end to kind of give you a, a little send off before you move into the next room and he begins telling the next tale uh, of the evening. So is this going to be a, a li- like a character, like a, a life-size character or will it be represented only so, 3d? I'm excuse me, only 2d. So as you progress through the stories, um, what I kind of wanted to do with the character is he Inside the book, he always appears in two dimension. Okay. So he'll be full size, but he'll be flat. Yeah. And each tale has its own monster and, you know, creatures within it. Those creatures will be fully realized three-dimensionally oh. in the big finale. So you get a really great photo op at the end of each room where you come face-to-face with these, you know, real uh-huh. monsters. That's cool. And so, but he always appears 2D until okay. the story of the comic book itself has its own twist ending and he may show his face someplace towards the end of the whole thing. Don't give it all away. I oh, my know. goodness. 
It's fascinating. I'm fascinated. Yeah. (laughs) The evolution of this tribute store to me, I mean, me personally, this has become an attraction in its own. I was thinking that. Yeah. This is like the unofficial extra haunted house. This is the unofficial extra, you know, like almost an icon character now too, (laughs) you know? Totally. it's it's taken a life of its own. I love it. It's fascinating. Congrats. How much fun. And I'm sure from like an art and design standpoint, like oh, you yeah. said, the, the different artistic, you know, uh, representations of each comic book. I mean, you must have, you guys must have had a field day <laughs> creating this. Yes. That's one word for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I think, uh, you know, Greg touched on it, but um, he was talking about the different art styles. Yeah. And so the one room is going to be a, a cemetery and the, we'll have, you know, Typical cemetery stuff, tombstones and whatnot in there. But they will be crafted, finished, illustrated, all in the same style as the comic book. So if you have a uh, a page that is black and white with hash marks, and that's the style of the artist, those tombstones will have the hash marks. And sure. the, it, so it'll look like you're walking through this comic book. So it's going to be really cool. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm kind of curious, Greg, about your kind of background and like what brought you to this Idea? How did this idea evolve? It sounds like there's a lot of like passion and I don't know. Do you, uh, and you love really, for, for you comics really want to know where he? Of course, I do. Yeah. background checks and all sorts of stuff that we, we have to know. No, no, seriously, Greg's got a, a long history. I'll let him fill you in. Um, well, I I used to have my own special effects company um, before I was here with Universal. I did a lot of um, masks and Halloween props and creature stuff for all different things. Um, and so, growing up, my whole life, I was a diehard Universal monster fan. Um, I was really into the classic horror comics yeah. of this. You know, I, I inherited all my dad's from when he oh, passed man. him on. So, yeah. you know, I grew up on this kind of stuff. So coming here to Universal and getting to work, you know, with the visual merchandise department on Tribute Store and, you know, as Rob said, bringing IPs to life was is very, very fulfilling to that aspect. But this then tapped into, you know, a lot of what I've done over the past, you know, 15 years of my career is kind of all playing in this. I do a lot of illustration for stuff, so I got to actually, you know, sit and illustrate panels for the comic book and kind of help bring them to life and plan out that transition from a 2D medium to a 3D medium. So it's kind of been tapping into a lot of different avenues that I've explored in my career now coming to life in this one space to be able to walk through it. So, yeah, this one is very kind of, it touches a lot of things that I've always loved. Yeah. I'm so excited. That's very cool. <laughs> now, the, the Tribute Store has changed location. Is it that has. correct? It has. Okay. So um, it's actually for Halloween. It'll be in its original digs. Okay. So okay. it'll Good be back in New York. And um, so we're, uh, like I said, the Tribute Store evolves not only by design and how we lay it out, but also by the location. So we keep of trying course. new things, seeing what works. And as you can imagine, it takes a lot to put these on. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> doing it all in one space is is very difficult, especially certain times of the year. Um, for instance, after Halloween, going into the holidays, there's like a one-week turnaround. So <laughs> yeah, we're trying to... That's easy. Yeah. I never thought Very about that. Standard. Yeah. Um, wow. So we're trying to figure out the best way to uh, continually evolve this and operate it and not sacrifice anything that we're doing for the guests. So obviously, the more time we have to pull it off, then the better it's going to be. So... That is um, one of the benefits of, of doing the dual locations. Sure. That, wow. um, you know, we can have a little bit more time to finesse and, you know, Greg has more time to sculpt and paint. And <laughs> I, uh, I kind of joke around because I've called Greg a Swiss Army knife sometime. I'm like, can you draw this? He's like, yeah, I can draw this. I'm like, can you paint this? I can paint this. <laughs> so. Well, as a special effects 
person, I'm sure, that yeah. you have a lot of tricks <laughs> up your sleeve. Greg, that's very exciting. Um, I'm wondering, do you have any kind of, uh, in the past, we've had some, I guess I'll call them interactive audience elements to the tribute store. Mm-hmm. There were moments that you could, you know, have a, a, a tombstone or a you know, gravestone or anything. Is there any kind of interactive element this year? We, we do. Oh. So Greg mentioned that um, they've made a comic book. Yeah. All hand-drawn <gasps> by this department. So Greg and a couple of the other guys on the team. It's can real. Yeah, take it's real. it? You can b- purchase mm-hmm. it. Yes. Yeah, so that's where I'm going with oh, this. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm so excited. <laughs> so in, in the New York Tribute Store, we have um, transitional spaces. So uh, when you first walk in, there's like a transitional vestibule where we start to tell the story. Then you have a couple of themed rooms, and then there's a long hallway that gets you to the back side of the building. Mm-hmm. In that long hallway, we usually do some sort of interactive guest participation offering. And so since we're already doing this comic book, um, we're going to offer guests an opportunity, I won't give you all the details, to be a part of that comic book that they can take home. Nice. So that'll be part of the store walkthrough. We'll oh, live man, on forever. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> in comic yeah. book history. That's awesome. That's amazing. I mean, we have so many guests that I mean we have, we certainly have famous intellectual properties that center around comic books here at the park. I cannot imagine the chance to be part of an original yeah. Universal Orlando Resort comic book. Well, y'all are so incredible with with telling the story, but one of my favorite things about the tribute store is you get to take that piece of it home with you. So what kind of merchandise can we expect this year? Any yeah. Exciting designs or well, I mean the the assortment is huge, and um, that's again that's why we can't possibly focus in on one specific one because we need like two whole tribute stores to do that. Yeah. So um, there's going to be some great, um, you know, we've got the IPs for this year. There's we're going to focus on certain ones that are just the we know are going to just be fan favorites. Oh, Absolutely. Yes. Um, and uh, over the last couple of years, we've been trying some new uh, styles and body types too. So we had the denim jacket for a couple of years. My we've, favorite. We've done some different um, ladies' silhouettes. So it's not just, you know, 15 years ago or so, it was kind of a one-size-fits-all shirt, and you got the shirt, a sippy cup, and a pin with all the same <laughs> art on it. It's not that, it's not that anymore. No. And, um, I mean, there's literally hundreds. Yeah. I think last year there was over 300 different piece types to the assortment. So. Yeah. And it's going to be even bigger this year. So exciting. Yeah. So, Greg, what would be your favorite element? I mean, being a Swiss Army knife, as Rob <laughs> says, what's your favorite way to bring the tribute store to life? That's that's a hard question to answer. Um, as far as the process goes, I'm a really big fan of the initial blue sky. Mm-hmm. You know, when we get the whole team together in a room and we say, all right, you know, what do we want to do? And we just kind of start throwing out ideas. Some people come in with a germ of an idea, and then it kind of goes around the table a bunch of times and just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and better and starts going off in tangents. So <laughs> that's always the most exciting to me because there's just a million ideas that get thrown out that, you know, if we can get to half of them, it'll be amazing. But then actually sitting down and parsing it out and figuring out what's doable and what's working, that that, that whole beginning part to me is very, very exciting to, you know, pull together what it is we're going to be actually, you know, executing here. Sure. I think, too, I mean, you kind of touched on it, that this is all born and raised, you know, internally within this mm-hmm. visual merchandising department. So we do sit, we actually just had a session yesterday where we have another project we're working on where we sat several of us down in a room and I just kind of spewed out what the project's going to be and everyone started throwing ideas out. 
and uh, you know, I'm taking notes and I'm, you know, I'm like nodding, like, okay, that's a good idea. But I'm like really writing it down. Like I'm going to use that later. <laughs> sure. so, um, but that's the beauty of it is it's kind of this free flowing, organic, creative process. And that, um, you know, there may be some things that we, that are like too wild and out there, but we'll put it down anyways, because we may be able to drill that down into something else that's great. And um, it's really cool to throw out a snippet of an idea to this team. And that's my favorite part to see what they come back with. That's just like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't even think of that angle. And people are going to just flip out when they see that. So that's a lot of fun to see happen. I know our visual Amazing. merchandising team is is famous for your ease of collaboration. It seems like you guys just yeah. really enjoy what you do, but enjoy each other and and like you said, throwing out those blue sky ideas and then and boiling it down to this incredible, you know, collaborative thing creatively is must be very satisfying for you, you guys. Know, it is. And one of the things I think that are key to the success of these is really the group behind it. They're all passionate about this. Sure. So, you know, Greg's designing and building and orchestrating this whole comic book themed tribute store, but he read these comic books. He collects them. He still reads them. He still collects them. <laughs> yeah. So it's not like, oh, we got someone off the street just to come in here. You do this project and you design it. The, the folks involved with this are like super passionate about what they do. Yeah. And it shows in the result. Um, they're taking it not just a step further. They're taking it 10 steps further. And some of the stuff is so deep that you may not actually pick it up, but it's there. And if, wow. you, if you dig deep enough, there's some really cool stuff that ends up being in these stores. You can feel that passion coming from you guys. <laughs> I'm curious if uh, if there's any more details about like the rooms itself, like what what we're actually going to be seeing and going through as we move through. Sure. Um, like we said, there's 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 four stories, one for each room. So the first room you enter into is going to be a very classic, old school, um, very gothic tale, Victorian era. It takes you through this old creepy cemetery. Um, and then from there, you'll transition into the second room. The second room, we wanted to do something different. A lot of us are very big classic film noir fans. Um, so we're going to tell a very um, old school classic film noir story with a, a gothic, um, I don't would, know. Would we, you call it a detective story? It's a detective. Yeah. yeah, it's a detective story with a strange twist to it gotcha. at the very end. Um, <laughs> do you want to talk about the, the main character in it? Do we want I mean, to talk it's, about it? It's HHN fans listening to this, sure. so they're going to know what you're talking about. That's fair. Okay. Uh, so we want Wait, to... is it Boris Schuster? It is Boris Schuster. <laughs> <laughs> when you said he that, I went, wait turn. a second. Yes. So, yeah, we want to bring Boris back. Um, we're big fans of him. I worked on the Case Files house when I was uh, in the makeup department um, and doing some design work for it. So I love Boris since I was a fan coming to the event, yeah. since I got to do this. So we wanted to bring Boris back again, and we're going to tell... Um, a very classic story with Boris um, and that whole room we're going to treat in black and white. So it's so like you're cool. walking through an old black and white detective film. Um, and then we're going to enter, after we, after we exit there, we're going to enter into um, a very classic 50s diner for That's room three. Cool. Um, and we're going to tell a, a bit of an old uh, biker's tale um, <laughs> in this diner. That uh, the tables kind of get turned on our characters a little bit um, with, a, with, again, a nice... Each room has this fun little twist ending that you kind of experience awesome. there. Um, and then for the final room, um, since we have this nice, big, long room to work with, um, we wanted to recreate um, a bit of London. And we're oh. going to tell the story of Jack the Ripper in uh, uh, 1800s London. 
in this uh, room in a very abstract, uh, painterly, almost uh, German expressionist style to, to the room. So it'll be very, wow. very skewed, very, very wonky, a little bit different, but uh, definitely different than anything we've ever done, done there before. That's amazing. So when you talk about like the storytelling in each room, I, I know you've kind of talked about like you're seeing the panels, you're seeing the kind of 2D art, like. As you're kind of walking through the room, you're you're kind of like getting the story beats along the way. Is that the kind of idea? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, when you enter in, you'll kind of get set up a little bit. Yeah. And then parts of the story, the we'll call it the key moments. Uh-huh. Key moments of the story will be fully realized. And you'll be able to see them in 3D and you'll be able to move. Very so cool. as you're moving through the cemetery, you will be moving through a cemetery. Um, and it will be there. It'll be painted to look like the illustration of the book. So it'll be painted to look 2D, but realizable. But then in between these things, there'll be oversized comic book panels that'll aid the story along. So, you know, you may experience some floating word bubbles within a (laughs) three-dimensional set, but then the story will have, you know, story beats that are kind of, you know, carrying it along as you go through. So you'll be able to actually read your way through each room. You know, you'll be able to very clearly get this tale that's being spun there. But, uh, yeah, so it'll be kind of a mix. It'll be a mix. That's awesome. German expressionist arts. <laughs> Listen, we are high level this That's year. Right. That's amazing. You came oh, to a theme park and you got an art lesson. Look at that. <laughs> we, are, we are serving some serious <laughs> Halloween this year. I'm pumped. Um, Rob, I have to ask you, uh, last time we talked, you, you are a fan of the Easter eggs that you kind of drop along the way. Anything we should be looking out for this year? You know, I think um, I think I told you last time, I often don't know the Easter eggs. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> until I'm, I'm walking through the space and someone points them out to me. Because um, I don't want to say they're sneaky about them, but they are kind of <laughs> sneaky. And they hide them in there. And that's the whole, that's the whole beauty of an Easter egg is you don't know that's that right. it's there. True. Until either someone shows you or you find it. But, you know, Greg and the rest of the team, they've been very crafty with uh, hiding <laughs> the things in there. And, you know, especially with these themes, there's a lot of spots to to hide little things and to discover and... There's a there's a few fan favorites that keep coming back that I think will make their way into just about every tribute store. For sure. Um, that uh, it was kind of, you know, organic in development. You know, it was something that may have been by accident that we put in one of the, in one of the locations and then <laughs> someone keyed in on it and they kept looking for it. And so yep. we kept putting it in and it, it becomes this kind of game of hide and seek to see if we can see if they can find if we put it in there again. Sure. But um, I think you keyed in on one of the facts when you, you mentioned that, you know, tribute stores becoming its own attraction. And mm-hmm. so that's, we started to hear that a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And I think that also started to, to guide some of our design principles too. That if uh, guests and fans are telling this is what they like and what they want it to be, um, why would we not keep going in that direction and creating something like that? Mm-hmm. Um, even down to, for instance, we sometimes have to tell ourselves, um, still a store. You still have to put merchandise in there. <laughs> still got it. Sell yeah. stuff. And, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll see a design that, you know, when the team comes up with and we're like, that's amazing. We like it. Oh, wait, wait a minute. It's a store. We got to make, okay, where's the merchandise going to go? <laughs> so one of the key things that, you know, Greg has worked into the design here and in trying to keep that immersiveness for our guests and so that they don't break out of the story is obviously we're going to have merchandise fixtures and large walls that have merchandise in them. So he has designed, um, this treatment that surrounds the merchandise that actually makes it look like an old 1960s, 70s comic book ad. So there used to be like mail order. You could order these x-ray glasses and they weren't real x-ray glasses, but you still ordered them. Sure. So 
the merchandise will now be surrounded by some sort of advertisement, so it makes sense that it's there. So I've entered into a comic book, I'm traveling through, and why is this merchandise here? Oh, it's an advertisement that you can, that's, that's where I buy oh, the merchandise and everything. Yeah. So it was really a clever way to continue that um, immersive nature and storytelling without like snapping you out of it. It's like, okay, sure. I am in a store. So it kind of continues right. that whole story. Right. Instead of like, here's the clothes rack, it's the, the ad. Right. I get right. it. Exactly. Are there going to be any treats this year? <gasps> yes. So oh, good. Okay. A- again, that is where, um, you know, sometimes you, draw, you drop in a confectionery case in the middle of a cemetery and you're like, why is a confectionery <laughs> case in the cemetery? So, Ghosts got to eat. Okay. As, as you do. <laughs> right. So as Greg was designing, um, we have our third room, which is the diner. Um, so the, it looks like you're in a restaurant in a diner and there is a confectionery case. So the, Perfect. the Halloween treats will be in there. Um, and again, it just continues that storytelling. Genius. It all worked out. Yeah. That's amazing. That's the real reason it's I go great. into the tribute store. I got to try <laughs> all the new delicious stuff. I keep going back. I yes. Can, I, every time I got to go in. That's right. We always you know, do something that's, delicious. That's, that was interesting for us, and not to keep going back on the history of, of tribute store, but um, it didn't used to have the treats in it. Yeah. And um, one year, uh, by chance, we ended up with more space than we thought we had. And so last minute, we had to come up with a room and that's this whole story is for another another time, <laughs> but um, so we partnered with some of our food and beverage uh, friends and said, "Look, we got some space to fill. Can you help us? This is a last minute room that we're not budgeted or planned for." And we added sweets and treats to a room, and um, it did well. Yeah. And but the key thing that we noticed was um, merchandise guests operate differently than food guests. The merchandise mm. guests will come in. I got my T-shirts and everything, and I got what I need. I got my souvenirs. Let's move on. A food guest will come in, and I want to try that. Mm-hmm. And I'll try it. Ah. Then on my next visit, I'm coming in again because I want to try the other one. Mm-hmm. So usually when you're, when you're shopping for merchandise, you grab everything you need in one swoop, and I got it all. Foods, you can't eat it all in one stop. No. You can try. So <laughs> what that, you can try. David, some gives do. it a good shot. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what we realize is that increases visitation into a store. And sure. that's what you want. That's like retail 101. You want to get people coming into the store as much as you can. And one visit's great. They, we got them in the store, but two visits, three visits. And you got a whole case line full of these treats. Yeah. For someone who is really into the food, they're going to want to try them all. So that's multiple visits of them coming in. Oh, that's you, That's me. Yeah. You're talking <laughs> what I do because it seems to always be linear, right? So I make my way to the treats first. And then I exit, and then I come back in the front and oh. eat my treat while I'm looking at the merchandise. I was worried you were going to say you go back through the store, but then the story will be backwards. Then and the story is, I can't go backwards. Nope. I, I like it linear. Go around again. Like a comic book, I like to go in from the front. Yes. So then I you know, I finish yeah. my treat, and then I get another one by the time I leave. I just, they do a great job. Like the treats themselves are so visually appealing, and they they're are. so fun. Yep. Um, always it, in theme. It helps the smell of the store. The, yeah. the store always Certainly. smells you know, amazing, whatever, whatever the treats are in that year, but yes. yeah, it's fun. Very good. Cool. Yeah, any other questions? I don't know. I, I mean, I, I know uh, we don't want to give too much away for this year's event, but I, I know you guys also work on some other offerings around the park, around the resort. Yeah. Um, a little preview maybe of what else is happening. Yeah. I think, you know, in the years past, uh, we realized that tribute was such a success that we were looking around at other opportunities for that. So almost like, how can you, 
how can you franchise the tribute model <laughs> um, without without you know killing the team that's having to do it each time? And you know, Greg will attest that I'm I'm the guy walking around with my hand in the air at these meetings. I'm like, we'll try it, we'll do it, let's <laughs> give it a shot. And if it doesn't work, we'll do something else. So um, yes, in the past couple of years, we've done um, some other activations. We've got the All Hallows Eve uh, boutique, which is constantly changing over in Islands of Adventure. Yes, um, and then we have the uh, Red Coconut Club, which we've had a lot of fun switching that out seasonally. So um, you'll have to wait and see what's happening with that. And then, um, you know, we dabble in scavenger hunts and other things for the Halloween season. So we've got a lot of stuff coming up that, um, you know, will be to be revealed the closer we get. I'm so excited. Can't wait. Thank you so much to Rob and Greg from the Visual Merchandising team for being here today. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Fascinating as always. I've always wanted to be part of an original comic book. (laughs) You get a star in your own comic book this year? Yes. I think we got to get them. Let's let's go in this year. Let's do one. I want to be the quirky sidekick. I want want the takeaway. That's really cool. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Well, listen, the Halloween Horror Nights tribute store, it is going to open around the time uh, with the Halloween Horror Nights event opening. So look for updates. And the beautiful thing is, is it is open during the day too. If you're just attending during the day, not attending the actual Halloween Horror Nights event, you can still enjoy it. It's awesome. Very cool stuff. It is located, uh, as Rob said, it's going to be located in our New York area of Universal Studios, Florida. So head on over there. It's going to be on the corner. And yeah, maybe keep an eye out for a a very unassuming comic book storefront, perhaps. Uh, very much at home in, in in New York. That's right. That would make sense. I love it. Uh, we also are really excited about the immersive storytelling element. There's going to be some intricate designs. Like Rob said, again, there's going to be some great merchandise. Like Greg said, there's going to be some very cool treats um, and, and fun new Easter egg surprises. So eagle-eyed fans, get out there and see what you can find in the tribute store. I can't wait to dig into the story. I know. Yeah. Looking forward to it. One Once again, thank you so much to Rob and Greg for being here today. Thank you to our sound engineer, Art. Thank you to our executive producer, Michelle. Thank you to you, David, my esteemed co-host. And thank you to all of our (laughs) listeners. We're very excited to see what you find in the Halloween Horror Nights tribute store this year. Yeah, we'll see you in there. (laughs) (laughs) To learn more about Universal Parks and Resorts, head to our show notes for links to our Discover Universal blog for a more in-depth look around our destination. While you're there, sign up to receive emails that will include articles, videos, and this podcast delivered right to your inbox to prepare for your next vacation. If you liked what you heard, leave us a review and don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. 